0: Hello, my lovelies. And I am coming to you tonight. It's 10pm. It's Saturday night. And I just came in from sitting outside. It's freezing. And it's a beautiful night. So I have had a lot on my mind recently. And some things I have felt very how do I say this? Diplomatic about discussing on my channel. Um, I have been going through some trials and tribulations with a doctor of mine. and This is a doctor that has been seeing me for 17 years. And unfortunately, this person brought a new doctor in and ever since this person has been in my life it has been really difficult um to receive um care from this um medical establishment and i'm being very diplomatic with this because i always you know allow there to be rooms you know, for me to perceive things incorrectly, um because we do perceive things incorrectly sometimes, but perception is reality, and when you feel like your doctor has lost their confidence in treating you, it is a point where you really have to ask yourself, is this relationship run its course? Um, and so this year, you know, as all of you know, I've been through ketamine therapy and and all of these things. So long story short, um, before ketamine therapy, I was being treated. Um, it was something that I had went to all these doctors, I got a diagnosis of fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome. Uh, The diagnosis from fibromyalgia came from a neurologist, or excuse me, rheumatologist. And then the chronic fatigue syndrome diagnosis came from an infectious disease doctor that was checking for cancer and stuff like that. And so I went through all of these specialists trying to figure out what was wrong with me, And then after I got, you know, my CT scans four or five years ago and all that, I went to a doctor of mine that I've been seeing forever. And I said, is it time, you know, is it okay if you take over my care? I feel like I'm doing okay with, you know, my prescriptions and all that that the other doctors had prescribed. Can you take it over this, um individual said yes, and they took it over. And then, unfortunately, things turned for the worse. And I started having more pain, muscle spasms, stuff like that. Um, and, you know, it's been a rough five or six years for me. And I found myself in this place uh, where I was in pain all the time and i was just struggling and i didn't really know what to do i i really wasn't in a good place and um and so essentially they were taking care of all my medication my um medication for my ptsd anxiety panic disorder which were running rampant at this time over the years And um, again, I leave room for error or perception of, you know, my perception being off. But when this one specific provider came into my life, I noticed my life became a lot more difficult. And um, it was under the umbrella of my doctor I've seen forever. And, um... So, it it became this thing where this individual person, I don't know if they were doing this at the direction of my doctor of over almost two decades, or if it was just them individually. I have no idea, but um, I quickly discovered, I felt like this person did not have my best interest in mind, and I discovered that recently. Or I feel that way. Um, And that's all that matters. It doesn't matter what their intent is, it matters how it's conveyed to you. And so I was really struggling pain wise, and it's something I've talked about a lot. You know, I've underwent extensive testing. You know, people say fibromyalgia should not create this much pain. Well, I may be the the exception. Um I just got my CT scan or x-ray scan back for my neck and my my C spine and it did show that you know my my actual neck itself is straight, which can put, you know, tension on your nerves and your muscles. So long story short, um I started reading my doctor's notes. And there was from this person that's under my doctor that has, you know, they're not technically an MD, but they're a physician assistant. And I was reading the notes because they're electronic. And I go back and I read the notes and make sure, you know, everything's accurate. And, you know, there were a lot of these things could be causing these issues, but we don't think it's this. And so when you start saying things like that, you're taking a lot of these things and saying, we don't believe it's that. Well, what do you think it is then? You know, and, you know, I I found myself kind of getting upset and frustrated and in being appreciative that my doctor went over and beyond for me at a time when I really needed it. I had some awful experiences with doctors and you know doctors not believing me but the past two years have been a um a really hard time for me because I felt like this doctor that has been in my life for almost two decades no longer believed me and um and and that's very difficult when you have had this person in your life Longer than your spouse, longer than most all of your friends, you know, um, you know, an extremely long time. And we're talking about almost two decades. And all of a sudden you feel that they do not believe you. And that is a very difficult thing. And so I had a follow up appointment um, this past Friday and it was a telemedicine appointment Oddly enough, the camera was not working on their side. Um, I just felt in my gut that this was very diplomatic. You know, it was something that, um, you know, there were maybe other people present observing because I had sent some emails stating that I felt like that they did not believe me. And to me, that's the worst thing you can do to someone who's suffering in pain is not believe them. Um, And and I will just say that on the record, if people are suffering with pain and they're going to all these doctors and they're getting these test results, I did not waste $1,000 of me and my husband's money because I'm trying to get pills. And so, You know, that $1,000 could have went on a sweet vacation, frankly, if that were the case. And so I would caution these people. I get you. see a lot of people that are trying to do nefarious things, but um, that's not me and that's never been me and that will never be me Um, because I don't extort the relationships I have for nefarious reasons. I just don't. And um, so anyways, you know, this has been on my mind. You know, I had this appointment. I couldn't see this one doctor that's under my main doctor that I've seen for almost two decades. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty upset. You know, I'm really upset that I feel like I'm being pushed out of the practice and stuff like that you know and and even if that's not the case you know this doctor was like you know this other the main doctor loves you and this and that it doesn't matter about all that if they don't believe you at the end of the day um i i feel like at this point if you've known me for almost 20 years and you've seen my good my bad my ugly times and you still I, I feel like you still don't believe me. That relationship is severely scarred. And I was sitting outside and I was looking up at the stars and my husband came out and I said, I think I've got it in this relationship. And um, I've done everything I humanly can to convey to these people that I'm a good person and I've kind of had some mixed reviews Um, from this facility, and I'm not, I'm being very, you know, general for a reason. I mean, this is a practice where I have referred hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people, including a very large portion of transgender people um, to this practice. So this is you know, someone that I've put a lot of energy and effort into promoting their business. And that's why I'm not including names or anything like that. Um, Because I spoke to my new life doctor, and oddly enough, she said that she goes through the same thing. She's a medical professional. She has pain that cannot be measured by a blood test. And she gets second guessed all the time, and she said it's so unfortunate because most mental illnesses that we deal with, anxiety, depression, stuff like that, stem from you know pain that people don't believe you, and it sends you down a very dark road. And so, anyways, I was on uh point five milligrams of Xanax twice a day which is a very low dosage, by the way, guys, it is extremely low, but it was keeping me balanced. My doctors refused to keep giving it to me. Um, and it sent me into a spiral. My anxiety, you know, became out of control. My anxiety became out of control. My paranoia, my I just felt like the world was closing in on me and i reached the point that i just could not um move i just was completely stuck at home i was homebound i was scared to even walk outside my door and i you know and and so that really pushed me into ketamine because i started having suicidal thoughts and stuff like that and and um and i just said you know i I just can't keep living like this and that's really when i reached my breaking point and i said either i'm gonna live or die and either i'm gonna survive this and go to the last resort effort or i'm not And I'm going to fall victim to this. And so needless to say, um, going through this process, I never knew that my doctor was uncomfortable prescribing, you know, mild amounts of pain pills and and muscle relaxers, very low doses. Um, And a lot of people with fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue syndrome, do, unfortunately, have to be on those things. Um, you know, I may have to be on them the rest of my life, and that's something I have to be okay with. Um, and it's not something that these were strong doses of anything crazy. These were very mild doses. And, um, you know, I've been in pain, and I've been struggling so, I went spent a thousand dollars out of my copay to get two MRIs I'm hoping we find something, but there's a part of me that hopes there's nothing, you know, so I don't have to worry about my brain or spine and um, long story short, I am having to reevaluate this relationship because if this person. This doctor that's been treating me for two decades came to me almost two decades and just said, I am not skilled to prescribe these medications. I would have totally said I understand and I would have sought someone else. But it became very political almost looking back and now the fog has cleared up out of my mind. And it just feels... It just feels uncomfortable, you know, especially since I just had a doctor's appointment, telemed and all of a sudden, all of the other times I've had with this individual, you know, the person's cameras worked and then all of a sudden this time it doesn't and, I just don't feel comfortable at this point that these people can potentially treat me um, in a way where they believe what I'm experiencing is the full extent of what I'm experiencing. And I'm sure there is a part of them that believes I'm in pain. I just don't know if they believe the severity of my pain. And that in itself is still a problem. Um, And I've posted, you know, podcasts and I've taken them down because I don't want there to be issues as far as my care. But I'm already, you know, I got to the point once I had received the ketamine therapy and I'm still in the process of having that where it cleared up that fog in my brain, I talk about a lot and i could see things much clearer and i'm just like and and i sent them an email and i was like guys why didn't you guys tell me this why did you guys not sit me down and say we're not comfortable prescribing these medications when you're a doctor you're a psychiatrist you're a therapist you have to let your patient be involved in the process if you're overriding the patient and you are not keeping them in the know, you are failing your patient at the end of the day, because then you leave the patient up to their own interpretation. And as we know, that tends to not be so great Um, with most people. And I really am kind of hurt, I'm disheartened. Um, I think out of everyone, this has been the hardest um, you know relationship medically that I've had to encounter where I no longer feel comfortable, you know it was crazy because after these emails were sent, I called in and and out of all the doctors, this one doctor that I keep talking about, and I think she's a nurse practitioner, but um you know, because I was talking, I've mentioned in earlier episodes about, you know, needing a wheelchair at times. And it was something that I did not say I was wheelchair bound. I just said, there are times that I run out of steam and I just need a wheelchair if I'm doing something, um, you know, where there's a lot of endurance required. And sure enough, this person, you know, completely was, in my opinion, trying to, again, I don't trust this doctor. I trust my one that I've seen for two decades. I do not trust this one person. And um I've always gotten kind of iffy energy from this person and, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a personality clash. I don't know, whatever. But um, this one person just can no longer be a part of my care. And I've got to have that conversation next month with this doctor that's been a part of my care for a long time, where we're going to either have to come to some kind of understanding or you know we're going to have to sever a relationship and this is somebody I've taken you know my husband to and countless friends have went to this individual because of me and I'm at that point where I have to make some hard decisions and I'm not going to sever the relationship right now I'm going to have the conversation first, but, um, how I feel right now, I do not feel like this medical facility has my best interest in mind. Um, you know, I mean, my husband and I went on our first vacation and forever, and I was crying half the time because, you know, I felt like they were trying to push me out of their practice, which I have no idea why they would do that. Because I've been nothing but good to these people. And um I don't know what that's about, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, again, it's about how you feel. And if you feel like I don't know what their intent is, and there's a problem there. Um, and so, you know, if they hear this and and whatever, my message to them would be: talk to your patients. You know, really have heart to hearts with your patients. You know, if you are doing something that you don't feel comfortable with, and you have these long-standing relationships you know, open, you know, open the conversation up and be like, I don't, I don't want you to fall off, you know, the bandwagon or whatever, but we need to bring in additional sources for you. There's ways of having these conversations where the patient doesn't feel like You don't believe them. The patient doesn't feel like you're excluding them. A patient doesn't feel like you're pushing them out or you don't care about them or you're just a number now, whereas they used to feel very endeared by you. But at the end of the day, you know, to this, would I continue to, I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of at a point where I would not go out and actively use these people's name and badmouth them. But, you know, it has been a hard two years of just trying to get basic stuff. Like just even Xanax has been hard to just get. And it's been one of the only thing that's worked for me. And so I decided to that I no longer have confidence in them treating these certain things. So I went to a pain doctor, and then I went to a neurologist, and just said, you know what? And right when I thought I was at the point of kind of being able to just relax and have stability in my life, kind of all this stuff blew up. And so I, I believed that they were in their own way, trying to be diplomatic and push me. And they had mentioned these things in passing. But when you're, you know, somebody is suffering and you see it and they can't see it as well, you've got to have heart to hearts with these people and let them know that you've left them and you're there for them and this and that, but you can't take that away from your patients where they're, an active source in that decision making, and um it's just been extremely heartbreaking and it's been disheartening and it's made me question a lot of relationships I have of if this is normal, and you know if, you know when it goes back to when people, especially with fibromyalgia they look at themselves in the mirror and they're like, is this in my head? you hear that a lot with women that suffer from fibromyalgia. And that's where my head's been. it's it's been there. And I know it's not in my head because my husband has witnessed it. And he's seen me when I'm suffering. And it's just, um, it, it's very trying. It's difficult. And, um, now I have to form these new relationships from scratch and um, and that's okay. I'm okay with that. If somebody just would have talked to me and just said, "We really need to get experts in here. We're not able to treat you for these things." then at least you understand why it's not because they've lost faith in you, it's just they're not skilled in that area, so doctors out there please tell your patients why why you are doing what you're doing. Don't just push them to do stuff and not explain why. Um, And all of you out there that are suffering, please understand that there are going to be people out there that aren't going to understand your pain. They haven't been through it. And to afford them some courtesy, but at the same time, know when to say I need to find somebody that gets it and understands and believes me and um and you know I mean my pain doctor even said you know having fibromyalgia you shouldn't be in this much pain well it ends up being fibromyalgia and I am in this much pain guess what that's that's the case you know and And um, if that's something I run into problems with the pain doctor, then I'll find another pain doctor. and, um, And it took me speaking to the office manager for the office manager to explain kind of what was going on. And I don't really even know if I believe that anymore because... I just don't understand why my best friend had to tell me this. That's a CEO of a urology clinic and not my doctor that I've known longer than her. Um, So that's where I'm struggling. And for all of you out there that are struggling and people are not believing you or they're doubting the severity of your symptoms, keep looking for somebody that does, because at the end of the day, This is how all diagnoses have occurred. Fibromyalgia, what I read today, is a lot different than what I read even three or four years ago. Um, You know, I used to talk about my body has issues regulating temperature. Um, My face will turn beet red if I get too hot. Well, you know, become flesh. Well, now they're finding that that tends to be a sign of, you know, people with chronic fibromyalgia. And so don't let people invalidate what you're really experiencing in your life, because that can just be challenging. And I'm not, you know, trying to be malicious or anything like that with this, these set of doctors, it's just I'm upset because they could have came and talked to me and I would have understood and it would have been much better for me than feeling like I was being pushed out of a practice. And that sends people down the road, uh, suicide and stuff like that. And that is doing the exact opposite of what you should do as a doctor. And if I'm not a doctor and I know this, These people should know, especially with everything that I've shared with them. But everyone, I wanted to make this episode for all of you out there that are suffering with physical, mental, you know, um, different types of pain. You know, at the end of the day, you have to find people that believe you. And if they don't, there's a lot of doctors that don't believe fibromyalgia is real. And if they don't, keep moving. Find another one. Keep finding more doctors until you find ones that believe you. And that's what I'm doing. And so, um, and, and also find doctors that are trying to get to the root cause of what's going on with you. And that's what I'm trying to do. But everyone, have a beautiful Saturday. I love you all. And keep the faith, there is hope.